What's up, everybody? It's Nate, Startup Nation. I got a very special guest today, uh, my boy Jim Robinson, part of CGB Construction. I want to uh, bring him in today because he has some very interesting takes on business. So Jim has four different businesses. It sounds familiar, right? Uh, he, he has a little bit more experience than I do. A little isn't a lot. Uh, his businesses do over $20 million a year in business um, and has over 100 plus employees. So he is the real deal and we're going to talk a lot about today. He's a huge, huge leadership guy, employee retention guy and in the world of a blue collar industry, uh, similar to construction facility services, facility management, like could cleaning, um, it, it's much harder to do that than if we were in an office environment. So we're going to talk about some really interesting stuff today. Stay tuned, episode 29 and 30. Thank you. Thanks right. for having me. Yeah, so uh, episode 29 today, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, employee needs. I think that's really important. You and I have had a, a, definitely a handful of conversations over the years regarding the importance in, behind employee needs. And I know you do things. I picked up a lot from you on things and definitely taken a lot of your advice in the past. And I know that you do things relatively unique, especially to your industry, but just in, in the service world as a whole and managing employees as a whole. So talk a little bit about what you do, especially because a lot of your employees aren't technically employees too, and so that probably creates even a, another layer of difficulty. Mm -hmm. um, and how you determine what employee needs are, because clearly not everybody has the same need, and, and what makes uh, your company, CGP, special, and why you retain employees. Talk a little about that. Yeah, I think uh, starting in a, in a leadership, especially if it's a new startup, you have to come up with the basic idea how you're gonna connect and connecting to people is the most critical thing. And you're not gonna connect anybody unless you understand some of their needs. And the only way you're gonna to get to figure out what their needs are is spend time with them. And that may be tough in a CEO role, but it should be one of your primary uh, responsibilities as a CEO in a leadership role, is to connect to the people and find out what they truly need. Some, someone may need to feel significant. They may need to be the star of the show all the time. The next one may need to feel very comfortable uh, so you, you got to really figure that out, and that's a direct engagement to find out what that is. Being in business 35 years, and uh, yes, I'm 36. So I started when I was <laughs> one year old. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> we started in 85, and uh, I had a rough road trying to figure these things out. And so I, I jumped in with some different groups and tried to figure out, you know, how to how to connect to people. Yeah. And that that was the biggest win. We have tenured employees that are in excess of 25, 30 years with me and I've been very fortunate to keep them around, but they always say one of the simplest things is, is if you meet their needs, they will never leave you. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing in, in business. It's a, with the client. If you're meeting that client's needs, it's understanding their needs as well. They never leave you because you're going to meet their needs. You're going to take care of whatever it is they have coming out. So talk a little bit about that. Maybe give some examples of particular employees that, that made that a little bit more difficult. And I can share some, some some of that as well. I mean, we have a you know because the reality is is instantly a lot of uh, leaders, if you want to call them that, or bosses, I should maybe say in this particular um, example, are going to say, well, their needs are, well, I pay them a lot of money. What's the problem, right? Or or you know you know we're giving them benefits. What's the problem, right? And and you got to have the discussion of well, was that really what's important to them, 
right? And, and you'd be surprised sometimes what's actually important. For example, uh, the gym that I'm associated with, Hardcore Fitness, we have a couple trainers there that I can tell you money by, by far is not, it's probably fourth or fifth on the list for them. Yeah. They wanna pay their bills, but for them, one of them specifically, um, wants to be able to go on vacations every month. He's not, not two week vacations, but you know, like a three day weekend, right, or four day weekend. And so if he has that work-life balance and he can pay his bills, that is really what's important to him. So as long as that, that fits the business model we're in, which we, it does, and it, we're meeting his needs, he's gonna be very loyal to us, which he has been thus far. Then we have a second trainer that is uh, essentially like a gym rat. He, he'd rather just work 24 seven if he has that option. Money's important to him, but what's more important is his education and his ability to grow as a, as, as a professional, right? And so if we really focus on that, which is completely different than the, the first example I gave, right? And so those types of scenarios are gonna be, if you don't get to know those people, you're never gonna be able to meet their needs because you're just assuming, hey, let's just, we're, we're paying them well, what's, what's the problem? Yeah. Well, I, I think one of the terms I like to use over the last few years is is you need to help certain people burn less calories. Being from a gym, that's not your objective, of course. <laughs> it's, uh, but a client typically wants to burn less calories, right? They just want to know that things are getting handled. Yep. So if they're calling you, they're saying, listen, go handle this thing, make it, you know, make it go away. So that's burning less calories. Employees tend to have the same thing. They either want to burn less calories or they just want to burn all calories all day long. So you have the hyper ones that are going nonstop. Money may or may not be a, a thing. They may need the perks. You have to figure that out. Set up a set of perks. They can take advantage of them or decline them. Um, I think that's a critical thing. Uh, having different things, particularly today, you hear the millennial, the Gen X, the Gen Ys. You, you have to figure out which one of those, what they need. The, the uh, millennials, they, they say that they don't care. Well, that, that's all crap. That's, that's really a generalization of, of BS. Uh, the reality is, is that they're inspiring the world. And if they are led in a certain path or, or a way, their creativity is probably more vast than what we did because we weren't um, older being exposed to technology and different things. Mm-hmm. You can inspire these folks they don't may or may not want to work a lot but they're very creative and they'll actually run your company if you just spend some time with them and start meeting their needs and they really flourish they come out of their shell the reality with that when you're talking about the amount you work is and i think that's again we can get a little bit off subject here but i'm we had this discussion with the other owner of hardcore fitness yesterday is that we're not ever going to her and i are never going to hold each other accountable for how many hours of work yeah. I, think that's, I think that's a terrible way of looking at things. Mind you, when you're a really fast-growing company, like say Green Guard, it's inevitable you're gonna have to work a lot of hours because you're just growing like hell, and it's just, generally, that's just not possible mm-hmm. to work. But, but in, in, a, in, in a business like Hardcore Fitness, where yes, you can grow really quickly, but it's not gonna be as exponential as Green Guard just based on the growth model, um, as long as you get your goals done, you set your goals, you make sure that both you and, and, and her and I have our goals, and then the team had our goals, the company's hitting our metrics, employees are hitting their goals, everybody's happy. I don't give a damn if we work two hours a week or if we work 80. Yeah. You just gotta hit in that. And that's the, same, that's the same philosophy with millennials. I can tell you I have a couple of millennials that work for GreenGuard and they are exorbitantly faster than yeah. people that we've hired that aren't millennials. Yeah. And so what are you gonna do now? Make the argument that because they don't wanna work as much? Yeah, but what happens if they're four times faster? Yeah. Then, then, then that's why you can't sit there and play that game with hours. Yeah, it's, pr- it's production and it's, and it's productivity and it's, it's just setting goals, letting them be very, very clear on what their expectations are. For sure. And then seeing if they beat them. Yeah, to be unclear is to be unkind, is, yep. uh, according to Dave Ma- or, um, Ramsey. 
And I, I, I totally agree with that. You have to be crystal clear on what your expectations are. So it's the goals, it's the written down path. So make a plan and stick to the plan basically. And we did, I did a, I, I told one of my employees a few years ago that I, I wanted to do a study and I wasn't going to tell her what the study was. And I simply created a different schedule with a volume of work for her. So I basically said, you can take off whenever you want during the week. And I want you to take off at noon on Fridays, but you have to get X amount of things done. Because prior to that, she would say, I'm stressed. I got too much to do, too much to do, working too many hours. So I just changed it. I added to her workload and cut her hours. And to this day, she still works significantly less. She works 30 hours a week, and she does twice the volume as anyone that's actually working 45 and 50 hours a week on an hourly rate. So my own case study, and of course I came clean with her, I told her <laughs> at one point, I said, listen, here, here's the deal. I made you my case study, okay. but you proved exactly my point. Yeah. They go all in, they get everything done because they like that private time. And if you set very clear goals, they'll, they'll achieve them no problem. And, and it's not based on work. I would imagine the mentality for her though was that she was so focused on the work hours and like, oh, I'm working 45, 50 hours a week. Like how am I gonna get all this done versus like, oh shit, I can get done and work 30 hours a week. And, and, and now I'm gonna be really happy with my life. And yeah. then, then all of a sudden your, your motivation changes. Totally changes, yeah. Right? And so it's, that's actually not a bad point. It's hard, it's, it's easier to do that in the office environment than it is in the service world. But, sure. but um, because you gotta kind of match the uh, client service needs. But there are definitely uh, different things. We, we've done that for some of our service where we say, hey, get these couple done, then we'll give you, give you, we don't have to work the second job that night. Or whatever. We, we started a study on this and it was based on uh, putting in the widget as an example. How did everybody get it done exactly at 4 p.m.? When they started at 2 or they started at 8 a.m., but they got it exactly 4 p.m. because yeah. that was quitting time. How in the hell did that happen? Yeah. The reality is our brain goes to work on something and it'll solve the problem. Yeah. If you define what needs to be done, no limitations, it, it, they'll deliver every time and they'll do it on their time, not on a time clock. And so that's what we do with GreenGuard specifically is, is unique. So we have a pretty sophisticated scheduling system. What we'll say is, We'll do George's taco shop and on the scheduler, it says how many hours it should take. Yeah. And then based on their productivity and getting the jobs done with, with, it, with no double overtime, they get a certain bonus. Yeah. So they got to complete those jobs within the times that we stipulate, otherwise it can affect their pay. And it also doesn't make them as happy as employees, right? And so, and because they want to be able to get off. Because let's be honest, there's, with the exception, nobody really wants to work 12 hour days or yeah. 14 hour right. days, right? So if you give them those jobs, they have the ability to review the jobs. We give them the autonomy to say, hey, this is gonna be too much work for me. They have the visibility to say that. Then at that point, it's, it's their choice and they, it's their responsibility to say yay or nay on if it makes sense to yeah. them. Yeah, it, for, a, for a long time there, I would tell them that, listen, I, I don't want you working 50 hours a week. If you're on a startup and you, you're being the entrepreneur here and you're going to start a brand new business, you got to go all in. Sometimes yeah. you don't even get to sleep. Forget that. 100 hours a week. 100 hours a week. It, it doesn't even matter. Forget the pillow because that is not happening. But if, but if you're employed and you're actually going at it, just go at it. Be very clear on what your objectives are, but certainly don't spend 50 hours a week in the office. It doesn't pay. Mm -mm. It doesn't change from 35 hours to, to 50 hours. It's just based on results. And if you're profitable in that, in that margin in your own career space, go all in for 35, but go home, spend time with your family, go find another exercise thing to do, go play, go do whatever, but find that time to be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, after the, the, again, the initial six months, a year, two years, whatever it may t take, you gotta then have that balance and you gotta be smart about it, but then if you're gonna work, 
don't screw around, right? Like, don't be like, oh, I'm gonna check my Facebook or, hey, I'm gonna answer every phone call. I mean, I had this conversation with my assistant yesterday. Turn your freaking phone off on do, do not disturb. You get distra- other than me, which I try not to disturb you too much, yeah. don't answer your freaking phone yeah. until, in, if, if you're on a task. Yeah. They've said it a hundred times, right? That the second you get pulled off a task, it takes 20 or 30 minutes to get back on the yeah. task at the same efficiency yeah. you were at, right? And so sure. people, ha- people don't think of it that way. Oh, it's just a quick phone call, not realizing. It's the startup of the task. Yep, yeah. yeah. and yeah. so just being smart about that, I think, is, is something that people need to realize. And I know we're going off of the employee needs things, but those are the types of things where if you can coach them to that, that'll probably meet some of their needs, especially when it comes to the amount of hours and having the, the millennial XY where it's like, yeah. they don't want to work 50 hours yeah. a week, right? Yeah. So. yeah, it's not going to happen. I mean, unless you're on a startup program, it, it is not happening. It, career changes, of course, it takes a little bit more all in, but uh, on the career change from, you know, going from tech to a management level or a field manager supervisor level there's you got to spend some hours you got to yeah. learn the new new task new trade but for other than that i think you limit the hours i think the win is for all of our companies it doesn't matter i think there's a big win there if we uh, we don't push the 60 hours like the old school way yeah. you know it's funny i brought that up um i spoke at with george at cal state san marcos the other day and it was it was, it was a, no i wouldn't say a difficult speech but it was a definitely um a different type because it was the last class of the year, <laughs> so you can imagine. Keep, keep it exactly, yeah, exactly, right. And I, and I told them that I said, I know you guys want to get the hell out of here, yeah, so of I won't, I won't try to blabber on too long. And they appreciated that, right? But I, but I had a discussion with them. I said, of how, how many of you guys in this room have a job? And George will tell you it was probably ninety-five percent of them, right? Which is this the day we live in now. And then, especially when you have hundred thousand dollar Cal State yeah, four-year yeah, degrees, else. right? It's a whole different discussion. Um, and then I said, okay, well, how many of you guys have, have goals, personally and professionally? I literally, and mind you, a lot of them might have been a little bit nervous. Silence. But we had two people yeah. out of like, what, 30 in the class? Um, I'm just like, I wanted to like cry. I'm yeah. like, this is terrible, right? Because I have them everywhere. I have them on my desktop. I have them on my phone. I have them yeah. everywhere, right? I just like, like next to where, second I wake up, I have a laminated sheet on my goals. Yeah. It's just the way it is, right? And so, and then I said, okay, and a lot of them maybe because they want to be an Instagram star or something, they're not going to want to sound goofy in front of them. Right. So call, call it 10% of it. So they don't want to brag on them. Yeah, exactly, right? But, but then, then I said, okay, for the people that have jobs, how many of them have their superiors have created goals and, or addressed their needs relative to And not one person in the class. Everybody that had a job, and that's not true, one did. One did. So they had a review, had goals, and they went over it. And, then, and I, it was actually a company I'd heard of. I don't remember the name offhand. So that's a company you probably want to work yeah. for. Not, not nobody else. And I'm just like, holy, sh-. like that's, yeah, and, some, and, and then I asked a few of them who they worked and these are like big ass companies, yeah. right? And, and unfortunately I was just really disappointed. So I'm like, and then people sit there and bitch about yeah. retention issues. And it's like, well. Yeah, I mean, statistically, they, like Jim Rohn, have you ever listened or followed his programs? Yeah. I mean, it, it, the, basically they say there's less than 3% of the world population that actually writes down a goal. Mm-hmm. Less than 3%. So the chances of us employing some of those 3% are pretty minuscule. So we have to guide that process. And we have to create those small tasks so they can get to an accomplished. And they feel accomplished when they get to those small goals. So what, it's because you have this, this experience, and this is something I've struggled with, even though I've got better at it. And, and, and I've heard other people that have listened to this podcast say this. When you try to, to lead people into that, and it's, such, it's like... And, you know, a lot of people either aren't real, when you get people outside their comfort zones, they tend to be resistant. And generally talking about goals, people then, you know, in, I would think are probably afraid of failure. The second you write a goal down, it's real. 
Yeah. I go as far as not only writing my goals down, but I advertise them like, yeah. like religiously. I'm like telling everybody. Yeah. You know how many people have said, Nate, you're not going to choose to retire at 40 years old? And I'm like, all right, we'll see it, right? I've said it for, my whole, for like the last freaking 15 years, right? That doesn't mean I'm not going to work, right. but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to have to be in an office every day, right? And if I want to go to Arizona and yeah. go to a 7,000 foot mansion and freaking, right. I can do that, right? And so my point being is that I've had this discussion with people and it seems like they're resistant to want to adopt the goals thing and sometimes they're not willing to share why. What, what, what are some of the tools you would give to advice to people to try to get them to do that if you have any? So some people want to bite off more than they can chew, you know, the, the, the old story goes. But I, I think the key is, is once you meet with, your, meet with those employees, you can easily accomplish uh, setting up a small goal. I always say in the, in the meeting room, the person rolling the eyes is the most, is most uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? When I'm speaking in an engagement, I, I pay attention to who's in the room. And the rolling of the eyes, shrugging of the shoulders, doodling on a paper is the person that you've truly made the most uncomfortable. Yeah. And those are the people you kind of go all in with because <laughs> they're, they're so uncomfortable in that moment, they're about to experience a ton of growth. Mm -hmm. But you gotta pay attention, you actually gotta go in. The ones that are really attentive and giving you the nods, they're not uncomfortable. No. They're not going to grow. It's not. It's like going to Disneyland and getting on a roller coaster. That's the comfort spot. There's no learning opportunity there. You're all happy. You got to get a little frustrated. You got to get a little irritated. You got to get a little drive in you. Mm -hmm. And when the rolling of the eyes shows up, I know I got somebody that's really uncomfortable. And I go there and I spend time there. And I, I even call them out in the meetings before. I said, thank you very much because you just reaffirmed. I just made you uncomfortable. Thank you for that. There's a learning opportunity and it's here right now. Let's talk about it. Okay. So then I guess talk about if you were to go and have a, more of a, a micro level, if you were to have a discussion with that person and you say, let's write down some goals and they either don't follow through with them or they just don't, they don't even write them out or they're, they're just not being consistent with it. What's your next steps in situations? So we, we, we learned a few years ago that calling them goals is intimidating, right? Yeah. Writing goals down, that's why we only have that 3% in the world yeah. population writing them down. So we change that. We just say, what kind of results do you want to achieve? What, what is the result you want to get out of your efforts for this year, the six months, or this week? Mm -hmm. So we call them results, not goal. Okay. They're, they're one and the same. It's, yeah, you, you could call a pig is a pig. Psychologically, you're just changing the way it's. That's all it is. And so our brain goes to work on a different thing, right? Yeah. Our brain doesn't want to fail, so we go to work on a result versus trying to accomplish a, a goal, which is okay. very threatening to yeah. some people. So if you set it up as a result, what is the results we need from these actions for this week? Okay. And then that's a really thing. It's an easy thing to measure. Yeah. It's an easy thing to keep somebody focused on and guide that process. Mm -hmm. And you could do that as a group. What do we need as a team, right? You get more results as the team. Yep. They, what's the results we need to accomplish with this client, with this exercise, with this event? What are the end results that we want? And all we do is sit, we write those things down, and our brains just go to work. We yep. do this with budgets every year. Yep. We, we program a budget. We all do this as a team, yep. and they're overwhelmed. Yeah. They're like, how am I going to accomplish the $3 million as a team, right? Yeah. That's overwhelming. But if you break that down into a results, they surpass the, the objective yeah. of the $3 million. They go to 3.2. They go to 3.4 consistently, and they don't even think about the number anymore. What's crazy about that is I think even though it's a kind of a strange analogy, it's very similar to the example you gave earlier about double the workload at th and half off on Fridays. Yeah. Because all it is is just changing the perspective on something. All it is. And, and, and getting them to realize that it, it's more of just they're psychologically beating themselves because of the way something's worded. So, yeah. just, so instead of having that discussion, just change 
the way it is, their minds yeah. think differently. If you read, read anything on psychology of the 20s, they came up, I forget the guy's name, and they've written all these psychology books, and in the 20s, they discovered that, wow, as a, as a psychologist, we don't actually need to tell you how to fix your problem. Yeah. We actually need to let you cure your own problem and solve mm -hmm. your own, come up with your own solution. So everything's already in our heads. Yeah. And so the resistance shows up. You got to get through the resistance because the results are just just beyond that pain point. Yeah. That's all it is. And so for people that maybe haven't had a lot of success when it comes to goals, do you set smaller incremental goals if it's just a week goal or a couple week goal, and then at that point you can you can slowly get them to to yes. start achieving larger goals? Yeah, because until you start on that path, you can't see two months down the road. You can't see twelve months because you because you don't even know how to get down to a week. You can't right? get to Friday. Yeah. <laughs> You set up that result for Friday and then celebrate and party on Friday. Okay. Make the celebration, bring the pizza party in, bring the, the, the sandwich, do something, but have an acknowledgement of that event. So I guess that, that discussion probably is a little bit different with say your executives where you can say, here's your yearly goal and then incrementally set those, the smaller ones to get to it because they, they understand that process and they've yes. done it before. But for the new employee that's cleaning a hood, yeah. you're gonna say, this is what we wanna do. We wanna finish all the jobs this week with no double overtime. Yes. And then celebrate it. Yeah. And then at that point, when they've done that 20 times, then you can start setting out farther out goals and making incremental, yes. right? Is that the way you would suggest that? That's exactly how we do it. And with our executive levels of EP or whatever, we take those and we just break down the end, end goal result mm -hmm. and we break it into action items and they define those for me. Mm -hmm. So we say, as a group, here's the goal, here's what we're going to have to accomplish. What are the action items? So this week you have to get act. So we're celebrating action items. So we're actually saying, okay, you, you fixed, you moved the desk, you got a new desk, that's great. The overall is we're moving the office, yeah. right? So it's action steps, celebrate the action. It's the, it's the old saying, stop and smell the roses concept. You actually celebrate those small events. Mm -hmm. And, and you, you also have a, a consequence if they're not resolved and so what is that consequence what what is the true impact on you and others around you right we impact a person it really impacts thousands of people okay. potentially so you got to have you got to have that in in the deal and you got to have an open discussion on that and you're very clear about that as well right? very clear on it so when you talk about goals or results with your team irrelevant if it's a if it's a numerical budget goal or if it's just a, a personal goal for them i presume you're not telling them what their goal is similar to what you just said with the, the psychologist um, philosophy you need them to come up with that right in some capacity yeah so we set up a set of goals for the company specifically aligned with the goals sure. of the company sure. so we set them up on this and they come up with the action items and how to accomplish X Y and Z based on the, uh, making sure that you guys are all under the common goal umbrella that's right common goal umbrella and based on we hired the right person we have the right person in the right seat yep. and they're driven and they use their mind to come up with how they're going to solve it and that you need that right otherwise if you're telling them they're not going to might be buy into it as well they won't there won't be buy-in and there will be limited or, or no results yeah and so it's, that's just something that we've been doing for the most part with GreenGuard a lot. And, I, and a lot of that's frankly what I've learned from him and through discussions with our consultant as well is that one, you have to have employees make sure that they understand that they have to be the ones that make up those action items to get to their goals. Because again, if I sit there and say, hey, you got to make sure you're on time every day. You got to make sure that you're uniformed. You got to make sure you work really fast. They're going to be like, well, my boss is just telling me to do this. And it's not going to be something they're going to, it's not going to be sustainable even if they do it for a short period of time. Right. Um, and then, and they probably don't feel nearly as accomplished when they hit it too, because it's like, well, my boss told me to do this, right? But if it was, if it all of a sudden was a point, like he mentioned with the psychologist, where they were the ones that came up with the idea and they're the ones that succeeded based on their ideas, um, that success is going to be substantiated in such a higher level for them uh, mentally yeah. that, I, that that's going to create uh, a lot more confidence 
And I'm a firm believer that I think confidence in, is is uh, significantly more powerful than I think people really tend to, to yes. believe in it, right? If, if you have confidence in yourself, it, I mean, the reality is, is that half of our guys that we have employed, to be honest, have, don't have a ton of confidence. They yeah. probably are in the positions in their life uh, where they haven't been told, hey man, yeah. good job by their parents, by whoever's important to them in yeah. their life. Um, they're, they're in the, you know, because the reality is, is in my world anyways, guys, in, and I tell this to everybody, didn't say, hey, I want to clean hoods at 18 years old. They just, it's, right. they just don't, right? So, and we don't try to, to make the hood cleaning an overly exciting thing, even though some people like it. We want them to work for Green Guard. And so what we do is, even though we're, we're actually really, really bad at this in the beginning stages of Green Guard, even until the last couple of years, is that we didn't give enough positive reinforcement. We're like, what would we fuck up this week? Yeah. Okay, well, that's great. Yeah. But what would we do well this week, yeah. right? And we yeah. really forgot that. And that's partly my fault as, a, as a growing as a leader because, frankly, I didn't grow up with a ton of that either. Yeah. So, and so because in, when you're in sales, generally salespeople know they're doing well because you either do or you don't become a yeah. salesperson, right? And so that, because that's the way I grew up, it, it, that's where I uh, struggled. So now that we're a lot much better at that, telling guys they do really well and, and then giving a specific example, which I think is really important. Because if you just walk up to them and you're a CEO or owner of a company, you say, hey, you're doing a good job. They're like, dude, I don't ever see you. Like, yeah. you're, just, you're just blowing smoke up my, you yeah. know what? But if I say, hey man, I heard you freaking crushed that job the other night and it was really hard and you, you worked your ass off and, and I know you guys got all your jobs done and you need a backup, they're gonna be like, yeah. Damn, he's paying attention, right? Yeah. And that even that little, those little facts that you have goes a long way, creates a lot of confidence, and it just starts steamrolling, right? And it's amazing to see when that confidence is going, all of a sudden these guys go from like, I don't know if these guys are gonna work out to all of a sudden now one of your best employees. Yeah, yeah, they show up in a, in a big way. It's funny, there's, there's been so many studies, and we've done some of these internally, that the, the really driven people tend to be more critical than more positive. Yeah. We have to force those positives to show up because the, those critical moments only get us to a certain level yep. in, in our career path. And when we get to that level is when we have that awakening that, holy crap, I've been so critical of everybody for so long. Uh, all I've done was destroy and have high turnover. Mm -hmm. And now in that moment, you actually figure out holy mackerel, I gotta be so positive now. So I gotta pay attention to the weakness, but we can no longer move forward by looking in a rearview mirror and critiquing anybody. We have to find a way to heighten the positives, diminish the weaknesses, just get rid of them, don't even acknowledge them, mm -hmm. and heighten the positives because if somebody's really good at doing whatever it is, you go all in in a positive way, mm -hmm. they'll freaking deliver beyond your wildest imagination. Yeah. So we've got to, and all, all of these people, we've done studies where you go green, green, red, yellow, and the studies are that all CEOs never put anything in a green. All high-level leaders never say we're actually in green, and this is no attack on green guard. <laughs> We, we just say there's never a green, right? Yeah. Because we're always so critical all the time. Yeah. We actually go to bed thinking critical thoughts. Yeah. And it's so imperative that we shift that as leaders. And we're not good leaders until we can actually make that shift. I'll, I'll be honest. That was, that was literally the definition of me to like two or three years ago. Yeah. It really was. I mean, aside from being overweight, I was just like always a guy finding problems. And I still do that, but I just do it in a capacity of saying, okay, well, here's an opportunity we can yeah. improve on and create a positive yeah. spin to it, right? And because you can control your mind to an extent, I still, like any leader, you still have critical thoughts and you're like, shit, I need to get all these things done and I wish this wasn't happening and all that. Yeah. One of the things that, and this is way off subject that I do, but a lot of people are familiar when I share this, is every single day when I wake up between 4 and 5.30, I listen to motivational audios from Jim Rome or from Eric Thomas and all that, eat a healthy breakfast, 
try to get some form of exercise, even if it's five or 10 minutes. And then even if those critical thoughts happen, those essentially go away to start the day yeah. off, right? Right. It, it does, right? And you have to have that, otherwise you just, it just t yeah. turns into be an habitual issue. Right? Yeah, and then we come in all crotchety and cranky and, yeah. we, and we literally take the entire office down. Yeah. Because our energy is what's moving the office. 100%. You don't realize it either, right? You don't realize. But when you do have that awakening, you're like, okay, I have a bigger responsibility yeah. to make sure I change who I am in that, yeah. in that space. Yeah. So, that was episode 29. We were talking a lot about uh, employee needs, employee goals, or we call them results now. Um, and and the, the critical aspect of making sure you do that for employee retention. I think a lot of you will take quite a bit of value out of that because... Uh, as you can know, I, I would presume a lot of people that are listening to this probably either haven't have jobs that don't have results or goals, and maybe you should, even should go to their superiors and ask for them. And people that want to start their own businesses, this will be some really important information when you start having employees because you don't want to run into the issue that I had where we were turning over more people than you're hiring for almost a year, right? And a couple of years back. And we've so, all done that. Yeah, we all have done that. This is not just me, so screw you if you think it is. So. <laughs> but episode 29, Startup Nation, thanks for listening. Thanks. Thank you very much for having us. Thanks.